fresh dose of tech news and insight. This is the Early Burb Briefing. Peloton hikes its prices and is cutting its staff. It is Monday, August 15th, 2022. This is the Early Burb Briefing, and I'm Eagle Falcon. Peloton is gearing up to hike its prices, lay off 800 employees, and shutter some of its stores. You want to talk about a business in dire straits. There you go right there the biggest problem right now is the fact that peloton's business model is one that is predatory because you're selling equipment you're selling some very high-end equipment but not only you're paying a ton for the equipment but you're also paying a subscription fee for the permission of using the equipment you already paid for so already you have a model that is We'll just say aggressive. It is very aggressive towards the consumer who is basically expected to pay a premium and also to pay forever for the equipment they already own. And then of course, the laying off employees, hiking its prices, closing stores. It's clear the laying off employees and closing its stores, they are preparing for the recession we're already in. Let's be perfectly honest. Let's, let's not be around the bush. It is a recession. But then to hike up your prices on top of that, there's something bigger going on at Peloton than just gearing up for the economy to turn south, which it already is. It's just, it's odd. It's very, very odd. Apple was asked for a, or I'm sorry, Apple asked for a cut of Facebook's head sales before stifling Facebook's ad sales. This seems like a bit of a loaded headline, doesn't it? Well, apparently, according to the Wall Street Journal, it is in fact true. According to the Wall Street Journal, Apple reportedly argued that it deserved a cut of a certain portion of Facebook's ad revenue based on basically just using Apple's platform to generate what what they're trying to argue as in-app purchases. So trying to say that boosted posts are considered in-app purchases, Apple should in fact get a cut of that. And of course this was done as the privacy section of Apple then tried to basically really kick Facebook right in the teeth with the whole privacy feature that blocked tracking. We actually talked on Eagle Eyes on Tech, which is gonna be out later today, about the weird duality of, well, not really the real weird duality, but the fact that Apple is in fact a large corporation with many, many, many divisions. And some people try to say, well, Apple's advertising division seems to be in charge of anything. They're really not though. And here you're seeing how the division of Apple that is all about maintaining the integrity of the app store. And by maintain integrity, I mean, basically being mob bosses say, saying that if you're trying to get around the 30% cut, you are just the worst kind of scum on the planet. And that's coinciding with some of the software engineers that are trying to really push the privacy aspect of the iPhone. And before we start going, oh, but that's just Apple trying to be a good guy. Let's be perfectly honest. It's Apple trying to go ahead and push the brand further and further to being the privacy focused phone. I'll tell you one thing, one of the biggest, one of the most jarring things, and I say this a lot, 
going from an iPhone back to an Android phone was in fact that once I fired up the Android phone, after a few days, once you leave a building, it's just like, hey, what did you think of that place you were just at? And it's it's kind of creepy. It, it really is. There is something about the phone just saying, oh, hey, you were just at that McDonald's. How, how was getting into that parking lot? Tell other people. That can freak a lot of people out. So, of course, Apple wants to go ahead and push that the iPhone is the privacy brand. It's just kind of interesting when both of those teams do what they do, and then it looks like Apple absolutely browbeating Facebook for revenue and then hosing Facebook out of revenue. The California ban on addictive social media to try and regulate certain social medias like, oh, I don't know, Instagram and Facebook and whatnot that are considered addictive and bad for kids had unfortunately failed. Now, I say unfortunately, but at the same time, do you really want the state of California to regulate how you spend time online? I don't even know what the law, in fact, even did, but just the core concept just kind of just, just rubs me the wrong way. And apparently whatever was in the bill itself was even too wacko crazy for even California, who is the king of wacko crazy out there proposals. I'm just saying they go above and beyond. And finally, one last little story. And this one is honestly just kind of a follow-up to one kind of accidental... uh, ranting and raving thing we went off on on eagle eyes on tech and that was in regards to every phone not having headphone jacks oneplus the brand that was the their entire brand was the flagship killer they've strayed too far away from the past the samsung being the anti-apple brand well now they're now they're more apple than apple is and to the point of just let's be honest like if, if samsung could get away with it they would totally use their own operating system and ditch Android just so they could have even more of a walled garden. It's getting bizarre the way it is. Google, the Pixel phones, I'm not going to lie. They're just not what they used to be. They're kind of a letdown, and it is sad. It is really, really sad to see what has happened to the Pixels. And then even the budget Pixel phones that always had the headphone jack, it's all gone. In fact, the only phones you could find a headphone jack on are the Sony phones, which are starting to make a comeback, which grateful, grateful that that's happening. And the Asus gaming phones. Well, that got me thinking. Does Asus make phones that aren't gaming phones? Because the gaming phones get crazy expensive. And in fact, there is one. The Zenfone 9 is out and available now, and it's... Starting price is, in fact, $699, which, to be perfectly honest, not a bad price. It really isn't. It has two big camera lenses on the back. It looks like our back is made of aluminum. It is a smaller, one-handed, 5.9-inch display, weighing 169 grams, which is honestly respectably light. And guess what? It does, in fact, have a headphone jack and does have pretty much all the kind of features you'd expect from 
a flagship phone, except it's at a price that, well, is much cheaper than most flagship phones. I would have to see what the camera actually is like, but you know, this, a phone like this, might in fact be my ex-phone. Who knows? Got a fingerprint reader on the side that also doubles as a scroll wheel, which is a very interesting concept. 16 gigs of RAM. It's rocking a... I just had the name of the processor that's in it. It has water resistance, 256 gigs of internal storage, 16 gigs of RAM. It has the Snapdragon 8 Plus Gen 1, which is incredibly confusing. I don't think that is the top here snapdragon i think there's one that's higher end but i'm not 100 percent sure because if there's one thing that snapdragon is good at it is not being clear with how things are going and that is actually just that, that's just good news in general for the average person out there when it comes to finding a phone that works for them we're actually going to start now with the early bird briefing, also including some basic specs on crypto. I'll just say this much. Bitcoin down 0.8%. Ethereum also down 4.52% over the last day. And I want to keep a close eye on it, seeing how it goes up, how it goes down, and how that affects the rest of the tech world. We'll be keeping track on trends, on whether it's trending up, or down as well over time. That's going to do it for me. Stay safe and stay healthy.